Good evening and welcome to episode 299 of the Private Property Podcast. I'm your host, Uzamandunga Kumalo. It's a Friday edition of the Private Property Podcast and if you're joining us for the first time, welcome to it. You are tuned into the only daily property podcast in South Africa that helps you along on your property journey. And to all our regular viewers, I'm sure you're excitedly counting down to episode 300, which will be coming to your screens on Monday evening. We're quite excited about it. And we know that uh, you've probably already seen the competition that we're going to be running. So on Monday, we're going to have a super fan invasion. You want to find out all about it across our social media page. So do make sure that you're following us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, on YouTube. We're also, of course, on TikTok. You can follow myself at Zamandungwa underscore K. And on Monday, if you want to win a chance of you know, winning a share of that 5,000 rand in cash, all you have to do is to watch the uh, Superfan Invasion on Monday as we celebrate as we celebrate 300 episodes of the Private Property Podcast. I won't lie, I cannot believe we've been on air for 300 episodes. Um, and, and I keep saying this because when we started off, we didn't intend to be a daily show. We really were intending to you know, keep you company over the weekend and talking all things property matters over the weekend. And now, of course, we've grown from strength to strength. And it's all because of you at home. So do com- continue sharing and engaging so that more people can join in. And of course, we make the property circle bigger. And as you're watching on Monday, co- comment by tagging three friends with the hashtag um, hashtag 300 episodes and hashtag uh, YSYR that's for your space your rules and the first 10 comments win 500 rand cash each so that's that simple so if on Monday you want to win 500 rand in cash make sure that you are tuned in as early as possible fastest fingers on your screens going to walk away with that 500 rand in cash well talking about you know the private property podcast you also know that we've got other great shows that we have across private properties social media pages as it is a friday you can look forward to the home shoppers show later on at 8 p.m uh, where chad takes you through exclusive tours of great properties that you can find on www.privateproperty.co.za and you can catch the same show at 8 p.m every single monday as well and every Tuesdays and Thursdays, award-winning farmer Umbali Nwoko brings us the Farming Podcast, where she's always in conversation with various experts who help us on all things agriculture. Now, I've been talking about starting my home garden. I finally have. If you follow me on social media, you've seen that I'm posting my journey. And, and I'm certainly looking forward to even using some of the tips that I've picked up on Bali's show. There's an episode that they actually did on you know home gardening and, and really sharing great insights in the event where you want to grow your own little you know veggie patch at home so do make sure that you keep up with that i know many of us are probably uh wanting to to work on our green fingers and maybe ultimately end up eating all the food or certainly a good portion of the food that we grow and of course every single wednesdays sc classen brings you the first time home buyers show where she's always in conversation with people who've not only walked that first time home buying journey but have gone on to grow their property portfolio from strength to strength those are some of the great shows that you can catch 
every single weekday at 8 p.m. right here on the on private property and of course across private properties social media pages i want to see from you at home who's watching as we count down to episode 300 i uh, also want to find out at which point did you start watching the show i know different people you know starting uh, started watching the shows in different episodes which one was the one where you started and got hooked and of course continued to walk this property journey with us do share down i absolutely want to hear from you at home. Well, this evening we're touching on, uh, we're going to be exploring a topic that's a, a very difficult one. And I say it's difficult because it, it requires us to talk about money. Um, and oftentimes when we talk about money, we tend to you know, struggle quite a bit. We tend to try to conceal, especially when we're facing financial difficulty. The reality of where we're finding ourselves right now with you know being in the middle of the third wave, experiencing the economic effects of you know, COVID, is that a number of people have lost their jobs or salaries have certainly you know, been cut and which has led to a lot of financial difficulties um, with many of us being affected, obviously. And I think one of the things that uh, is, is very uncomfortable to talk about is having to sometimes perhaps scale down slightly because you're now finding yourself in a different financial uh, position. And this evening, we're going to be looking at don't lose your home to financial distress. We're going to be exploring you know, what you can do in the event where you can see um, that things are not going too well and you don't want to get to a point where your property gets repossessed. And to help us best navigate this, we usually have them on a Wednesday, but this evening we're going to have them. Uh, and that is, of course, somebody from the APSA Home Loans team. This evening, I've got Umorebi Mabe, who is the National Manager for Pre-Legal Collections at APSA Home Loans. Moreno, good evening and thank you so much for joining us. Good evening, Zama, and to the private property family. Um, firstly, maybe big congratulations to, to the team. I think 300 is a big milestone. So kudos to you guys, and thanks for your contribution to the property sector. Thank you so much, Marina. I don't think we would have actually anticipated that we'd get to 300 this soon. Uh, we're quite grateful for viewers at home and, of course, uh, to APSA Home Loans and APSA team at large who have walked this journey with us uh, and always available to you know, come onto the show and, and help us navigate our property journey, uh, regardless of where we are in our property uh, journey. And, and that actually leads directly to, to what I want us to explore um, the, because one of the things that unfortunately a lot of people are finding themselves right now is that they are they may be in financial distress and one of the things that could potentially be affected is of course how they service a lot of their you know credit um, obligations whether it's home loan vehicle or credit cards when we look at where we are and where certain individuals may be what types of financial distress can people typically find themselves in? Perhaps some people might not even be aware, right? Because it, it can easily catch you off guard. So what, what kind of scenarios typically are there where people can find themselves in financial distress? Thanks, Zama. <clears throat> I think, um, you know, this conversation is very relevant uh, considering the times that we are in. Mm. We have to appreciate that we are in the middle of a pandemic. Um, and up until now, I know we're having a family meeting later this evening, but we are in level four, um, and that has adverse economic impacts, right? And it, it a property owner perspective um, impacts their pockets adversely. So we have to recognize that where we are, customers of the financial institutions are in a bad situation and it's entirely not their fault. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so there are different uh, types of distress, as I'm, uh, I think there are your one-offs, um, which really can be a household that is going through, for example, maybe medical bills that are unexpected that they had to settle. Um, very prevalent now is a death in the family, which causes some unexpected expenses. Uh, not all customers plan for these things. Um, school fees, you know, those are your one-offs, and generally those are easier to recover from. Then you have your more uh, medium to long-term uh, types of distress. Uh, so, for example, you know, a customer that's recently been retrenched, um, they are unemployed, probably that is a longer-term distress that we need to solve for. Um, but, of course, even with your different levels of lockdown, you have temporary uh, distress where maybe you know, a customer is in the hospitality sector, um, working in a restaurant, and we are in level four. And basically for that, it means for them, it means there's no income for that particular period. So it really differs customer to customer, uh, uh, Zama. Mm-mm-mm. And, you know, and, and I think one of the things uh, you know, Marim, that you mentioned is some of these instances can be once off. And, and sometimes it, it obviously catches you off guard and you're not quite aware. And it can be one month, two months. The next thing you know, you might be missing a, a third payment uh, for a particular obligation. Sometimes maybe you might take from your credit card to you know, service another uh, facility that you, you owe money to. At what point should we be approaching our financial institutions? Because it's one thing to have, you know, school fees, for example, or to have to attend to the death in the family, as as you, you know, made an example. But at which point should we recognize, okay, Shubi Lemanje, and I can see that it's not going to, you know, be better next month, and and maybe I should now start pulling up my bank. As early as possible, Zama. I think one thing we have to encourage property owners to do is regular budgets, right? Uh, So that, you know, if that budget becomes at risk, the property owner is able to see that very early in in the process and approach um, us as as soon as possible. Mm. Um, You know, in the event that uh, a company gives notice of retrenchment, I think we really encourage for customers to not wait until they retrench, but immediately approach us. The earlier, the better. We're then able to work on sustainable solutions that are, I think, much better to deal proactively. And and when when we look at some of those, um, what are some of the interventions that a financial institution would typically assist you with? Because I can imagine if you've, you find out at work, what are their retrenchments happening, or you can see that your financial situation is changing. One of the things as a customer would be, you might just be too scared to approach the financial institution because you think, yo, they're going to want to whether come take the car or you know, take my property or almost red flag me on their system. So I think there's a lot of people who probably don't quite understand that if you go early, when you realize things are bad, what exactly you know is the bank then able to do at that stage? Because we're always thinking, you know, repossession, whether it is you know your car or your property, and obviously that's that's particularly what we want to avoid, um, and that's why we're having this conversation. So, what does then the bank do um, to assist? What are some of those early intervention measures um, that the bank is able to assist with when you notify them early about your changed financial situation? Sure, I think. What is important is um, to appreciate uh, that, you know, traditionally, 
customers have been af- afraid to approach banks, like you say. But there's been a good change in that behavior um, as a result of the pandemic and the solutions that we had to put in place for our customers. So, you know, through level five, level four, you know, we had relief measures for customers from a monthly repayment perspective, and those have built goodwill in the system. So, so, so I think the, it's getting better in terms of customers approaching us earlier. Um, you know, there's various solutions that we can put on the table, but I think before we do that, it's important to understand and appreciate that different customers have different circumstances. Uh, it's important to understand, you know, the reason for that financial distress. And uh, like I said earlier, is it short term? Is it medium term? Is it long term? Uh, so that we can actually establish the ability of the customer to 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 recover from that situation. Um, but we've got various solutions. We've got payment arrangements, really, that can be from one to three months to six months. Uh, like I said, depending on the customer situation, we've got short and medium term plans, uh, payment arrangements that we can assist customers with. From a short term pl- payment arrangement perspective, it's really reducing the monthly repayment. Um, on the home loan, uh, so as to make it more affordable for for, for the property owner. Um, and from a long-term perspective, you know, we can start to consider things like extending the term of the home loan. Doing so allows for the repayments to reduce on a monthly basis and thereby creating a bit of liquidity for, 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 for the customer and their household. Um, you know, and I think you, you raise a good point around the fear of repossession or attachment or a sale in execution i think we 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 have to make it clear that you know it's not the goal of the bank um mm-hmm. we stand nothing we stand to gain nothing from 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 a sale in execution so it is in both our interest and that of the customer for us to solution for them mm-hmm. but of course like you mentioned it's not always um a situation uh, that can be sustained right and there are other uh, alternatives that we could look at, like a help you sell product offering that we have within APSA. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that help you sell um, option in a moment. If you've just joined us, I'm in conversation this evening with Morebi Mabe, who is the national manager for uh, pre-legal collections at APSA Home Loans. And we're looking at what you can do uh, to avoid losing your home in the event where you're in financial distress. We're all very aware that we're facing quite a, a number of different difficulties, one of them being financial. And, and it could be because of you know the COVID crisis that we're finding ourselves in and the knock-on effect that it's had not only on the economy but people's jobs and even people's salaries. I know that a number of companies where you know job cuts haven't happened, they've gone on to you know reduce people's salaries um, during this period. And that could of course affect your ability to service a lot of your um credit um obligations and so in the event where you might find yourself in that particular situation we want to and especially for homeowners because we're looking you know at people and assisting in not having your home you know, repossessed what are some of the interventions that are that are possible what can be done before it gets to um, repossession because it, it takes quite a, a number of steps before you get there it's quite a relatively extensive period before you get there so repossession doesn't happen overnight so what can we do in between i want to find out from you at home you know if you found yourself in a financially difficult position have you been proactive in approaching your financial
financial institution. It could have been with you know, a home loan facility or perhaps your other um, credit obligations like a personal loan, a credit card, or even your vehicle finance, where you're able to enter in some, into some kind of arrangement with your credit provider or were you just too scared? Because as I was saying earlier, I think many of us probably feel too scared to approach um, you know, the financial institutions to say, I won't be able to service this facility, whether it's for one month or whatever number of months, uh, because we think something bad is going to happen. And, and it really is a difficult one to have to call uh, financial institutions about this. So do share with us down here below. Um, but I mean, you know, you mentioned the help you sell. I think when we when you look at you know help you sell, perhaps give us more details on on how it works, especially perhaps for people who might be who may be living in a property where they're able to downscale or maybe even want to offload that property altogether and they'll explore either moving back home or even renting and not having a credit obligation uh, for that period. Yeah, so Zama, the Help You Sell offering is really meant uh, to assist the customer to dispose their property, um, you know, if, if it's not viable for them to continue owning that property based on reasons we mentioned earlier around monthly repayments and changes in financial obligations and circumstances. And typically what it does is through partnering with the customer, we as the bank can hold them through the process. We help them to market the property and try level best to get them a good price, right? The desirable um, uh, market value probably on the property. What it does, uh, for an example, is a customer that's living in a home of maybe a value of one and a half million. Um, if we can help them to sell that particular property and realize full value from the property. From, from Help You Sell, we're able to at least um, achieve about greater than 95% of the value of the property. Um, and you know, if there's a there's two things that can happen. It could be that there's a shortfall on 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 the on the on the outstanding balance post settling, the post receiving the proceeds of of the sale. Um, you know, as a bank, we've got an offering where we assist with rebates for that particular shortfall, and it can range between ten and fifty percent depending on the customer's circumstance. We've also sweetened that uh, to assist customers by offering financial assistance. Um, which can be up to 50,000 that can really help the customers post them selling their property to, to start up afresh in the next property. So the help you sell offering is really help is meant to help the customer to sell their property, but also give them an opportunity to downsize to a property that is more affordable um, and within their means. Mm -hmm. so, I think one of the, the, the questions as you're, you're explaining um, help you sell that I know viewers at home are probably wondering about it is in the event where you, you know, you approach a financial institution, let's say it's an APSA customer who can see that they're in, in financial distress and they're proactive and they approach the bank uh, well in time and, you know, they, they use the services of help you sell in terms of offloading that particular property. Does this have any kind of negative impact in the event where they may want a home loan uh, with the bank in future? So is there kind of, a, we'll say, a freeze period, um, as it were, from the bank's perspective, if you've just assisted somebody sell their property and let's say a year later, um, their financial position now has changed and they want to actually apply for a home loan again, they want to own their property, um, they've rented and they're okay with that, they've maybe gotten another job, 
job or financially they've you know their situation has changed is there almost uh, um i'll say a limitation on when you'll take that customer back for that particular facility um or is it a Again, you're just going to pre-approve them, you know, do affordability as normal. Uh, perhaps uh, take us through that a little bit. So, so, so it actually, contrary to that, helps that process. Um, because should a customer, you know, persist um, on, on, on living in a property that is not affordable to them, um, they can reach a stage whereby they've got uh, judgments in their names. Um, mm. And that makes the, the process of applying for a new home loan a lot more difficult. So hence with the Help Yourself offering, we encourage early take up. And, you know, once the customer sells the property, settles the outstanding balance, um, we then are able to help them to acquire a new property that is more affordable to them. I think what is important to note is as a financial institution, we'll always do affordability, affordability assessments and ensure that the home that we're getting the customer into is the right one for them and is affordable. But there's no freeze period from our perspective. Um, should the customer meet the necessary um, acquisition criteria um, uh, when they apply for the home loan, uh, we'll definitely assist them. And that's actually so comforting to hear because I think one of the reasons why people at home might be reluctant, uh, whether it's again home loan or any other kind of facility, is that you fear that after going through that process, and this is without you know judgment or any effect on your credit profile, but you have we certainly have this perception that that financial institution won't want to touch you. Uh, whether it's for that product or another credit-related product, because you went through the stage of you know, reaching out to them saying, I can no longer afford to service whichever financial obligation I had at the time. So it's great to know that that isn't a yeah. factor that's used in you know, future um, applications, regardless of which product a, a person would have. And, you know, Marima, we, we said this earlier on that this is, a very sensitive conversation. It's a very sensitive mm. topic because we often struggle mm. quite a lot with talking about money. Um, I think more often than not, all of us would want more money than we have. I don't think there's anybody who wants less money, even people who are multimillionaires and billionaires keep wanting more money. But of course, it becomes very sensitive when we don't have enough or when we realize that what we currently have isn't sufficient to you know, sustain our day-to-day -day living. How does the bank handle such a sensitive conversation with their customers? Because I, I can also imagine that people who are scared because they think, look, I, the person I might be dealing with on the other end might not be you know, sensitive to what I'm bringing forward. So how does the bank go about um, you know, looking at it from a sensitivity perspective and making sure that people are at ease when they approach them about being in financial distress? Yeah, I think the the timing of the conversation is very important. Um, you have to ensure that the customer is, is comfortable to have the conversation. They're in the right space of mind and also in an environment that allows them to have an open and honest conversation with you. I think our approach is always that you need to be empathetic, put yourself in the shoes of the customer. And, you know, in engaging them, it's important for property owners to understand uh, that we are there to help. Um, mm. the, the purpose of the conversation is really to meet them in their moment of need. And once you get through to the customer and you connect in, 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 in that particular way, then you're able to have 
good conversations and are able to come up with sustainable solutions. But mm-hmm. really, empathy is very important for the conversation. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, when we were talking about proactively approaching financial institutions, um, especially, you know, homeowners so that your property doesn't get repossessed. And, and I keep pushing back and thinking of the, you know, the customer side, because as, as I was saying to you off air, a lot of, a lot of people, I'll say a lot of us, let me put myself in it, but a lot of us sometimes think, you know what, the bank will want to, you know, get your property and, and they're not going to try and, and help you either keep it or offload it. If anything, they'll just want to, you know, repossess it, sell it at a, at a profit for themselves, as opposed to uh, having you being the customer. You know, do you really have instances where people have approached you in time and you've been able to salvage the situation? Perhaps share with us you know, a few that you've, you've, you've encountered, and I'm sure during this period, they've probably been higher numbers than, than usual. And, and, and I think it would be great to hear some where you know, the bank was actually able to get in and assist, uh, where customers actually did come in time and they were proactive in communicating uh, their financial situation. Great. I think, I mean, before I go into, into the exact scenarios, one thing that gives us comfort around the solutions that we give as well as their sustainability is, you know, customers that we help uh, through the process and rehabilitate, less than 20% of them uh, come back into, into this particular position. So it really speaks about the sustainability of solutions. If 80%, so to say, of the customers can remain up to date post assistance. I mean, typical customer uh, scenarios that we have, uh, Zama, is, you know, there's been customers that we've been on the journey on since April last year, um, when Level 5 started, um, where we as an institution formulated uh, our Siasizana program, which is really providing relief from a monthly payment perspective, which was for about three months for customers. And where the customer was still not back on their feet, we gave them an opportunity to extend. So for the first three months, there was zero repayment. And then for the next three months, um, reduced repayment. And, you know, that's six months of relief. Um, and, you know, based on the pandemic and the lockdown levels, there's customers that still didn't recover. And we had to extend further. So we then provided our short-term plans that I spoke to you earlier about. So really, there's been customers that we've been assisting for nine uh, months plus uh, through this journey and even up to probably greater than a year. Um, And as customers recover, we then start to increase their repayments, extend their loan terms so that their repayment remains affordable to them. Um, So there's various scenarios and different types of customers that we assist. But I think the point is the solutions have to be sustainable for the customer. And I think one of the the difficult things with with this conversation, and I'm I'm now even talking to the customer side, is also being real with yourself in terms of where you are financially, um, what is possible and what you need to cut. Because I think that's also a difficult conversation to have with yourself first, because a lot of us still want to maintain the kind of life that we're living. And unfortunately, when things financially change, 
you have to make a few cuts. Sometimes it can be for a few months, um, maybe even mm. up to a year, 18 months until you're sort of financially uh, back on your feet. Maybe perhaps share then some of the worst case scenarios where people waited until unfortunately too long. And maybe the, and I know financial institutions will always call you, they send you the SMS and try to reach you in every different way when you're, you're not meeting your credit obligations. What have been some of the then worst case scenarios where people aren't proactive or weren't proactive and unfortunately ended up um, you know losing their homes because of that yeah i think the worst case scenario is definitely a sale in execution where we the properties are attached and it's sold at an auction um for us as apsa home loans that is last resort we'll go and explore all avenues before we can get to that particular point and i think a case in example is exactly the help you sell offering um, so, so, so we try our level best not to get to that point, but of course, it's not always possible. Um, it depends on the customer situation. Mm-hmm. Before we wrap up this evening, any final tips for viewers at home, uh, especially it's the second half of the year now. There are some people, perhaps their finances have been the same throughout. They're quite lucky. There's some where their finances are certainly the same from what they were last quarter. This quarter is still the same. But any final tips for us in managing our finances so we don't find ourselves uh, you know, either needing to make those calls to our financial institutions or, of course, those who are already identifying that, look, I'm actually in a financially difficult situation or I can see myself going there. Um, any tips on how to best manage it going forward? Probably two come to mind, Zama. I think the first one is we are in probably the lowest of interest rates and the benefit there is the monthly repayments are low. So customers should use that as an opportunity to pay more into their credit um, facilities so as to build a good buffer for rainy days uh, if, if, if they were to come. I think that's the first one. The second one is, you know, immediately when you have some warning signs uh, that come across in terms of distress that is coming, approach uh, the, the institution very early. Um, it's very advantageous to, to the solutions that we can put on the table. Mm. Remy, that's a great place to leave it at. Thank you so much for joining us on the show this evening. Thanks, Sama. Cheers. And that is Muremi Mabe, who is the National Manager for Pre-Legal Collections at APSA Home Loans. That wraps, us, that wraps up, rather, this week's edition of the Private Property Podcast with myself, Uzamanto Mwakumalo. Uh, you can, of course, look forward to Chad on the, on the Home Shoppers show later on. I know that we also have a family meeting at half past eight. I'll be back on your screens on Monday at 8 p.m. as uh, Monday at 7 p.m., rather, as we celebrate episode 300 of the Private Property Podcast with myself, Uzamandungwa Kumala. I'm quite excited for the countdown. Do continue engaging us on social media. Watch out, of course, for the super fan invasion that we'll be doing for episode 300. Until then, hoping you're staying home and staying safe.